might be good to, to talk about um, tenacity because sometimes you have pivotal moments that you look back on and you think, God, if I hadn't done that, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And I think it's that it was that moment in the car when we'd gone down to Southsea in Southampton and we'd been round Southsea with the boy and the dog, which is quite hard work anyway, wasn't it? And our last viewing was at half past five and we'd had a, an hour's gap in between the one which was a very strange guest house in South Sea. If you in Southampton, it was the one with like the plastic, plastic ceiling and the plastic walls. And this chap was showing us around. He was so proud of this, almost like laminate on the walls. And we're thinking, oh my god! You see all sorts, don't you? Yeah. And then we went and had an ice cream Southampton. I thought, oh yeah, this is really nice. We like Southampton. Well, we've done a bit more research. We oh, obviously, obviously, but, but you've then got a feel you like to go off a feel. Yeah, well. I do. Yeah. And then we were sat in the car, and you were saying. Should we just can this one? Yeah, I, I wanted to bin it off. I, I, I don't know. I didn't have a good feeling about the viewing and we'd had a long day. And Yeah, and it was one of those ones where you have to ring through an app and then you have to arrange the viewing. I don't know. A company's probably gone bust now. But, yeah, but what did that end up in? Well, I'm glad you forced us to do it because it's been our biggest and best project yeah, to has. date, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. So. Yeah, it's funny how things turn out. You, um, you should never never say no. You should always persevere. So should we get started? Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm rambling, aren't I? Sorry. It was because that memory popped up on Facebook, not that I use social media. <laughs> I, I wanted to start this episode with uh, an appeal Okay. Um, because I've been what, looking like a charity through our, appeal or no, something. I've been looking through our podcast stats, and um, I'm just intrigued that uh, it shows you when you break down the statistics, it shows you where our listeners are based, which yeah. I always find quite fascinating. So obviously, most of them UK based. We've got quite a few listeners over the in the states, which I guess is predictable. Our third most popular location is Guernsey. And what, which that... I find bizarre. I'm, I'm sure the number of subscribers was, or downloads, sorry, that we've got from uh, Guernsey is probably more than the total number of people that live on Guernsey. So <laughs> I'm intrigued. If you're listening to this and you live on Guernsey, please drop us a DM or a voice note. We'd love to hear from you. I'm just just intrigued. It's, uh... Does that mean that we've got an excuse to go and visit Guernsey then? What, on a, some sort of tour? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think so. So if you're listening from Guernsey, do reach out. I'm just intrigued as to how we've got so many downloads from Guernsey. Maybe you've just got a lot of devices. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we've had a, a really nice week, haven't we? We've oh, been God. down in Milford on sea for a few days. Staying we've in had one the of best our, week. Staying one of our holiday When lives. I say week, three days. Three days. <laughs> um, such a nice week that... Um, uh, we're not sure how long it's going to stay one of our holiday lets, aren't we? And whether we're going to spend yeah. more time down there, but that's probably for a future episode. Um, but yeah, we, we we love it down there. It's uh, it was a real chance to just close the door on things and oh, just yeah. have a bit of a switch off. Obviously, we got the news about the Booking dot com payments landing um, pretty much the day before we left. Yeah, I think wasn't which it? Is so, so nice that allowed us to enjoy it that little bit much that little bit more just just through having that weight off our shoulders. Um, what did we do? We had some nice walks. We ate a lot of good food. A lot of good I have food. to say, if anybody's out there that's got a teenage son, um, you'll feel the pain of this. Um, we did, you said on the way down, well, we can't check in till four because obviously, you know, it was being cleaned. Let's stop off and have a little walk. Mm. <laughs> At which point our son goes, oh, Lord. And the little walk turned out to be a slightly longer walk. And that phrase, I'm not lost. I'm just not quite sure where we are. That's not wise. I knew exactly where we were. We were just weren't on the trail that, that the book was telling us. Um, five and a half miles is. Not it was a long, eight miles. It's not a long walk. Um, but yeah, no, it was actually. Really, it was magical. It was a though, nice few days with with Joe. Um, I managed to get a wow out of him over the um, breakfast melt, sausage and bacon melt from uh, Coffee and Drift down in Limington. Um, That's pretty impressive. New American diner, which sounds like a bizarre thing to open in the New Forest, but they're doing a phenomenal job uh, in Brockenhurst. Um, uh, Rains, Rains, think Rains Diner, it isn't Rains it? Yeah. Diner. Um, that was great, um, and yeah, it was just uh, it was just nice, wasn't it? And um, oh. Perfect. Yeah, we 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 can um what's the phrase we can see ourselves spending more time there put it that way yeah. so um we're, we've been making some life plans we've been um cementing what the next uh, couple of years is is going to yeah. look like so um, that's really exciting so um yeah we've had a nice few days while the while the team have been 
um, running the yeah. running the ship, running yeah. the ship, running the ship. Yeah. Um, so that's been good, and I guess it's been uh, the first little flavor of what we set out to achieve. And we will have told people on the podcast this multiple times since we started recording that we wanted to have a summer where we were mm. free of any projects mm. and where we were able to, um, yes, run the business, absolutely, but but not be on site and project managing yeah. and have yeah. all the stresses of bills and going out, out the door. Um, and this was the first, we're a little bit late, we're getting towards the end of the holidays now, which is frustrating, but it was the first flavor of that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Um, it was just, it's it's first time in, what, seven years, really? Yeah. And um, it's like you say, it's just nice to be able to focus on the business and think, well, this has been on the back burner for a while. I need to make sure that this is operating prof- properly. We've yeah. got, you know, everything optimized. Yeah, optimized. That's the word, isn't it? We're, yeah. we're focused on optimizing the business now. And I don't mind doing that. I don't mind being on hand for the team when they need support um, and that they've done a sterling job. So that's great. So what have we got coming up then in this episode? Because we have been away for a few days. So we people have, might be yeah. wondering what on earth are they going to talk about? But as always, there's never a dull moment. So we've mm-hmm. got an update for you on Eaton House and the first week of operating Eaton House and how that's been going. We have an interesting update for you on comms. So so it's going to be good. We, we're we're good. fairly confident we have solved our comms issues and, mm. and, and created a solution that will allow us to scale moving forward. So we're going to tell you a little bit about that. And then we've got a catch up with the lovely Jenna, um, yep. who's going to be telling us what she's been up to from a sales and marketing point of view. So lots to cover, as always. So should we get into it? Oh, let's do it. Okay. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Winship. And my name is Caroline Winship and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course with our team, we couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure though, there is never a dull moment. You can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Service Podcast. Are we going with the Secret Service Podcast or Secret Service Podcast? So it's been a, a pretty successful first week, I would say, at Eaton House. We've had a steady stream of bookings coming through, primarily from Airbnb, haven't we, over, over yeah, the last we few have. days, it's, which has been good. Yeah. The flat in particular has been really popular. Yeah, that surprised me. It caught me on the hop a little the bit. Flat. I had to order more um, the flat. The apartment, apartment the or penthouse. penthouse. Yeah, it caught me on the hop a little bit um, with regards linen um, because I'd bought enough linen for the sofa bed, but then... We'd had to have some cleaned because though we ordered it new, it was a bit smelled a bit strange. That had to go off to the cleaners, and then we had this flurry of bookings. Yeah. And suddenly Zoe messaged said, "Caroline, have you got any more?" And the, it's a Super King. Have you got any more Super King linen? Oh, cool. So then, of course, you have to order more. So just it's just always being able to react to, you know. Thing. And I kept the linen. stock tight for this one. Yeah, the, we, we we kept the stock tight because um, we assumed it would be a bit of a staggered start. We mm. assumed that it would be a bit of a slow burner. Um, and I think that's been the right thing to do. Ultimately, we know that you, you need a lot more linen than you might initially think. So we mm. know from experience that we need three sets of linen per turn per bed. Mm. And so if you're averaging one and a half turns a week, which is fairly typical, um, yeah, that's a lot of linen. Um, you need a set on the bed, you need a set in storage ready to go on the bed, and you need a set that are currently being yeah. cleaned. So storage is a big thing, which luckily we're blessed with yeah. in the house. And also this is the first time, well, in a long while since we started, that we've actually bought the linen because we've hired it previously, haven't we? Which is very much the easier option because you're basically handing over that hassle to somebody else. So we've obviously had to buy the linen and, you know, it can be a bit of an on-cost really, you know, for – for the the amount of linen we needed for the just the kings just to start off this first turn was like a thousand pounds just for you know king linen um so it, it is a consideration when you when you're starting to do this um but i think we're there now uh, i think we've got it all sorted and uh, we've got a local team that are cleaning 
and then they're working directly with our cleaners to sort out turnarounds, haven't we? So, yes. so that's going well. I that think, all yeah. seems to be working. Um, I've been a little bit frustrated in some ways that we're we're only on Airbnb currently. We've had an issue with the website that hasn't been pulling through the pricing from our channel manager. So we're not live yet for direct. Well, we can make direct bookings, but we can't accept bookings via our website. But you know, I think that's worked well in I a think, way. Yeah. Well. Yeah, not necessarily that it's been Airbnb, but it's worked well, I think, that um, – and I know that we have used this practice before in the past where you stagger the release yeah. onto the different OTAs because it does allow you to iron out any issues, you, you know – in many ways, as much as we're keen to maximize the income, get get as many bookings as possible, obviously. Um, but if you become inundated from day one and there are a few teething issues and there are yeah. a few, um, you know, loose, loose bits within the system, then that can be a bit of a nightmare. So I think the number of bookings we've had has allowed us to just test things a little yeah. bit, find out where the cracks are, um, because we have had... Um, we have had well one. In fact, we haven't had many teething issues. We've it's had just one been the hot issue. water, really. The isn't hot it? water. We've had a. We've got an issue with um, one of the boilers. There's multiple boilers at this this property um, at this hotel. One of the boilers that is largely responsible for the hot water keeps tripping yeah. a fuse. It's an electrics problem, but um, as yet, um, the uh, electricians, the amazing Matt Whelan's, um, is. Um, yeah, it's still a little bit perplexed as to why that's happening. But he's, but do you know what? He's been absolutely amazing. Not that it's anything to yeah. do, do to his work. It's the fact that this has all been cobbled together by yeah. the previous owners, and it's a right mishmash. And he's trying to unpick and work out what's what. Um, and so, you know, we, we're having to sort of um, muddle through by by resetting the 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 uh, what do you call it the fuse every yeah. every now yeah. and then. But um, he's in next week installing a fancy CCTV system so that we've got eyes on the building and while he's doing that he's going to try and come up with a permanent fix for which would be brilliant yeah for the for the heating um so that would be that would be really useful um so that's been really the only teething issue other than that i think um the lock seemed to be okay we have one fell off the door um which (laughs) we've got to sort that out but apart from that um it's been pretty smooth sailing touchwood zoe's been great so zoe's our cleaner um and um well cleaner she head cleaner she has a team a big team big team she's brilliant um and um she's getting to grips with our cleaning software um which is always uh, a bit of a challenge to to get them set up on the new system and so they understand how it works i'm i'm starting to think we might change that system well you have always said it can be a bit clunky can't you it's a bit it's very powerful it's 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 very comprehensive it's it's just a little bit clunky i've I've noticed this a lot actually within our industry the software that was developed even sort of five to ten years ago versus the new stuff that's coming out over the last two or three years there's light years apart you know the older stuff they're obviously trying to keep pace with with they're adding features they're bolting things on but ultimately that can sometimes make it even less user-friendly and it becomes a bit of an Igor solution. Yeah. And whereas actually the new stuff that's coming out is super intuitive. It's app-based. It's It's got a great uh, user interface. And I'm thinking, you know, you've mentioned it before on the podcast, you know, we've got to think about our systems from the user's perspective. We've mm. got to think about it from our team's perspective. And does it tick boxes for us? Obviously, that's the number one criteria. But also, is it practical? Is it is it usable? And I think I'm, I'm not convinced that the, the setup we've got at the moment is user-friendly enough. So mm. we are looking at another solution. I'm not going to mention it yet um, because I want to do a little bit more digging yeah. first. But. And, it, and it is it is about your end user and your end user, be it a guest, be it a cleaner, be it a maintenance person, everything's accessed on your phone so it has to be designed for that and i think that's that's one of the things that you know covid has taught us that it's transformed the way as a society as a whole that we we operate from even moving over from contactless payment and everything else like that it's it's digitally transformed our world covid yeah. has We've got a meeting next week. I wasn't going to talk about this, but I think we should. We've got a meeting next week, hopefully, with the owners of the – well, not the owners, actually, the directors of the um, the, the complex, the development, the kind of 
well backs onto Eaton House, mm. but actually joins it uh, yeah. quite literally is physically joined to it where the title split was created and you know understandably so they've got reservations um they've got sort of safeguarding concerns i think a lot of the residents well they're, they're all elderly i think and some of them um you know infirm elderly um it's not dementia care, is it? But no, I it's, not, it's just sheltered that. living, really. Yeah. So they, they've understandably got some concerns. Um, equally, you know, we've been pushing really hard with a collaborative approach to various mm. challenges because none of these are our creation, if no, you like. We're just it's, trying to work through them. All, we're just we? we're just trying to, to to help, and obviously, we need a solution that works for us. But we're trying to be collaborative and. Um, yeah, the pushback hasn't always been collaborative, in my opinion, but we'll see how this meeting goes. Mm. I think I think there's an element of wanting to – I mean, this sounds bizarre because I'm sure deep down they want a resolution to their concerns, but I think sometimes they want to hold on to them as well because it's mm. a bit of leverage control. and it's a bit of control and it's a bit of, um, uh, you know, leverage against um, – you know a, a planning application or whatever it might be so um yeah it's i'm, I'm not I, i'm sure it will be fine i know exactly how we're going to go into the meeting uh you know just to understand their concerns and, and how and they, they would see at. it happening because ultimately we're not the final decision makers on some yeah. of this given that we're only leasing the property at the moment um so we've got that um well, not so much to look forward to, but we've got that coming up next week. So that'll be an And I think it's one. a it's a case of I mean, you've had lots of email text correspondence and we know this is going to be so much better face to face. And so sometimes that's that's what you have to understand, isn't it? That not and this is where our approach is both very different, isn't it? I would much rather pick the phone up and meet somebody, mm. whereas you're much more, you know, well, that's what we're doing. So we're going to meet with them. We're going to meet with them face to face. We're usually pretty good at that um, rapport building side of things. Um, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I just hope they're coming with an open mind. And I understand that they've been burnt in the past, yeah. but they need to understand that we're the best thing to happen to them. That with our team managing, it's not going to be like it was before. And um you know, I know they're not necessarily going to take our word for that, but um, I, I hope it's a positive, collaborative meeting. Um, mm. But we shall see. Maybe that's a cliffhanger for the outro. We'll, yeah. we'll come on to that one. Um, Booking.com, we, d we don't have a huge update, partly because we only got the news the day before we went away for a few days that, that we'd received a chunk of our payment. And to be honest, neither of us... We, we've, we've just sort of wanted to switch off from it for a few yeah. days, haven't we? And yeah. um, however, I am, uh, you know, I'm still keeping an eye on various things in social media and, and what's happening in various groups that we've become a part of. And the reality is there's still a lot of people that haven't hundreds been paid. Of thousands of hosts that have not been paid. Oh. And, and there seems to be a worrying um, trend of the, the support messages are becoming actually less and less accommodating and um uh, and understanding um i thought for a while you know they were going to start rolling out the whole pr machine and that they would become very apologetic mm, and it hasn't it, happened, it, it, it's gone the other way which is oh, is really rubbing people up the wrong way i've even and how do they feel they can do this well, after what they've done i've, I've even heard stories of hosts who you know, because all of our systems say that we've been paid. Yeah. It says on there, you know, this was paid out. It, it hasn't. They know it hasn't, and it hasn't. Anyway, we've now got hosts that are being accused of basically lying, and are and Booking.com are trying to flip it onto them, saying we've paid you. You need to prove us. Your bank needs to prove to us that this money is not in your account, which what? is outrageous. Because I know for a fact that they know this money has not gone through. And so, you know, they're now, they've not gone, more understand, they've gone very defensive. On the offensive, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, that's really rubbing people up the, the, the wrong way. And so I don't think this is done. Um, I haven't even had the stomach to go back through and work out of that lump sum payment that we received what that's attributed it wasn't broken down in oh, any way we've had no statements nightmare. we've had nothing so i don't know what that relates to um i am certain that we've certainly not had any payment for august now that's been the least of our worries <laughs> even though we haven't paid been paid since june but we're now august the 19th we've had payouts that should have gone around the 4th of august i believe um so again you know this is not the end of it and i don't believe it should be the end of it in terms of uh, trying to make sure that the media are 
well appraised of the situation yeah. and what's going on. But okay. um, I guess this week we'll be delving back into that to, to find we're out. We're just going to try and work out what's happened, really. One of the other things for. that we're going to be, well, Danielle's going to be doing um, when she's back from her weekend glamping mm-hmm. um, is she's going to be listing, or is halfway through actually, listing Eaton House on Booking.com. Now, you might be thinking, why what? on earth would you be doing <laughs> that? Why would you be listing on Booking.com? Well, listen, the, the big learning from all this situation from us is to make sure that we're in control of our money so the switch that we made immediately and and certainly we'll be following through with Eaton House is that we will be proce- processing our payments moving forwards no one will control um, our money any further beyond that it's a difficult one isn't it I see hosts um, threatening or actually going ahead and boycotting booking.com and not listing their properties on there um, I get it I understand I get where you're coming from I personally feel that you could be biting the hand that feeds you like don't get me wrong you know it kills me to say that but any professional marketer will tell you that you need to optimize all of your potential um revenue streams all of the all of your routes to market and the reality is particularly for us running hotels booking.com are a significant route to market and what we have to make sure is that we're in control of that funnel that we're in control of the communications that go to the guests and that we convert as many of those as possible moving forwards um but to not be on booking.com is potentially by um what is it? Biting off your nose I to spite think, your face? Is that like the, the biting phrase? the hand that feeds you? Well, yeah, I, I used that one. Oh, did you? I think oh, sorry. Yeah. I am listening. Honestly. Biting off your nose to spite <laughs> your face. I think is the sorry. is the one I was looking for. Um, yeah, I, th- I think. So anyway, so we're going to be listing on Booking.com, but we are going to be processing the payments ourselves. Um, we need that exposure, and it'll help market. with cash flow on that as well, won't it? And uh, there's there's. Um, you know, there's people out there in the service accommodation space who talk a good game about direct bookings and they make it their business to show people how, um, you know, they they can and should be less dependent on the OTAs, which is great. Absolutely all for that 100%. What I think is not always explained or made clear is the work involved in getting to that point. Mm. Um, if you're relatively new to the game, you're a new operator, then to immediately... Um, start trying to build a client base entirely from direct bookings oh, is, it's impossible. Is, is, I don't know, impossible. It's going to be slow. It's going to be really hard work. Yeah. And actually, you know, these OTAs, they do provide a shop window. And when you're up and running to, to generate some bookings through using that as a shop window. And also there's, you know, direct bookings, and this doesn't get talked about. Direct bookings, uh, this is not me being anti-direct bookings. I'm saying this because it's such a no-brainer that, of course, we've got to get direct bookings. You know, of, of course, we need that loyalty. We need that client base. We need that commission-free income. But don't forget the work involved. Don't look like there is... There is a cost attached to mm. the amount of work that you have to put in to get these direct bookings. That isn't spoken about at all. No, call it the soft cost, don't they? It's costs you can't actually identify, which is time. If you're new to the game, and I've said this, I say this to my coaching clients, I've said this all along, your best focus initially is on conversion, mm. is on having a system to convert the bookings from the OTAs, not, not, not stealing that booking, but if they have future need for accommodation, they're going to be back, um, is to convert that to direct bookings moving forwards. That's where you can have the best bang for your buck in yeah. terms of your energy. Direct bookings is hard work. Of course, it's important. Um, there are loads of strategies we can talk about on that. I mean, front, think but... about the marketing spend that Booking.com, Airbnb, all exactly. these OTAs have that, you know, it's on the television it's there they are getting the guests to treat it as like a dating site yeah they introduce you it's up up to you to then convert that date to a long-term 100 that's the best way to think about it and i think that um you know you'd be crazy not to use their exposure you you know leverage off the back of their marketing Mm. um budgets um just make sure you're not dependent on them that that's the bottom line just make sure that you you're not reliant on that and use that to give you a leg up and start generating bookings and then you know that creates an income stream it's a bit like leaving your job isn't it you need a passive income stream yeah. to give you the confidence to leave your job and then you can really take things to the next level well it's the same with this is you know use the OTAs in a smart way in order to build your income stream from the property and once that has been stabilized you then start to chip away at the whole direct bookings thing and and watch that um, percentage of direct booking dial increase as as you go through 
So that's why we're listening to Eaton House on Bookie.com. You might wonder why on earth. And, you know, again, you don't want to bite off your nose, just bite your face as much as I would love to do what little I can to cause Booking.com as an organization some short-term pain. The reality is I want – what I actually want to do is I want to use them to make more money. Yeah. Uh, and for as long as they serve that purpose, that's that's what we're going to do. So that's our week. That's been our week. So still never a dull moment. Lots been happening. Lots been going on. But it's been nice to just take a few days oh, away. Oh, God, it has. I just feel rejuvenated now. Well, we <laughs> – Apart from when we were sat watching TV last night. <laughs> well, and then our fuse went and our own electric problem. Yeah, our fuse blew and we spent the next hour in pitch black trying to work out what problem was solving. The fuse. Yeah, well, the joys mind. of living in an old house, unfortunately. <laughs> um, cool. Well, we, we've, we've got Jenna lined up. Oh, um, fantastic. Our second catch up with Can't Jenna. Can't wait to catch up with Jenna. Yeah, always good to catch up with Jenna. I'm really interested to see what she's had a, an interesting week. She's had a busy week this week, I know. Um, Danielle's taken a bit of time over the weekend, which is much, much needed and, and much deserved. So Danielle's been, um, has been sort of uh, taking the brunt of that side of things. Yeah. But equally, I know she's also been putting some work into uh, direct bookings, into sales and marketing. So um, without further ado, should we get Jenna on the phone and find oh, out what she's been up to? Okay, let's give Jenna a call. Good morning, Jenna. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you both? Oh, we're good. Really we're good. good. Really good. Feeling fresh after a few days away. So thank you for for handling the manning the fort while we've been away. That's been and actually you're getting a double whammy, aren't you? Because Danielle's away this weekend as well, having a much needed couple of days break. So you're uh, you're taking the full brunt of the the guest comms. How's it going? It's fine. It's busy, but it's good. <laughs> she says through gritted teeth by the sound of it. <laughs> Lots of um, different weird and wonderful requests, but as we go, we're fine. <laughs> oh, well done. I mean, it's it's no easy thing, is it, to take to take this on, you know, as you've done in the last week? Because obviously you've not been with us that long, and then now to sort of man man Danielle's side of things as well. It is, it is. You know, obviously we're always here for questions, aren't we? So yeah, I bet you feel like a bit of a drug dealer walking around with multiple phones and. <laughs> yeah, well, it's um, it's an iPhone as well, so I'm not really savvy on the iPhone. I'm more <laughs> Samsung girl, so. Oh no. <laughs> It may turn you. It yeah. may turn we'll, you. We'll have that conversation off air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll convert you. But um, but no. So yeah, thank you for doing all of that. That's been brilliant, and it has certainly allowed us to have a, a few days away, yeah, which has which been great. Much needed. What about um, sales and marketing? What what's your week been been like? I know you've been really on a big push for Eaton House, haven't you? Yes. So Eaton House has definitely been my main focus this last couple of weeks. So we've had a few successes. Um, so we've got the salon now rented out. So that's really positive. Yeah. So that was a great, a great move forward. Um, we've also got, uh, we had our first direct kind of booking that I generated myself. Um, yeah. So that was, that was really positive. Just kind of, playing into a previous request or yeah. um, inquiry we had and then just researching the company really and then just seeing if there's any other avenue I could go down. Uh, so I contacted a guy who was, I would say, lower level, more um, maybe an assistant and yeah. then eventually getting some information from him regarding construction in the industry or in the area. Um, which then led to a booking. So that was great. Oh, so brilliant because sometimes it's so demoralising, isn't it? Because I remember this booking coming through a while ago and then everything happened. And so it's really good for you to sort of chase that up because that's what it needs, isn't it, for sales and everything? Because sometimes it can be quite disheartening, can't it? Because you make, I mean, I don't know what the conversion rate is, but sometimes you make endless calls, endless emails, and they just like, I think like you've sort of, they fall on deaf ears, don't they? But you've just got to like persevere, and this just shows that your tenacity with doing this has has come good, hasn't it? It's brilliant. So hopefully we'll have uh, some more bookings from that. They're they're a big consultancy based, engineer based company. So you know, I feel like there's a big niche in the overall area. So yeah. let's let's follow that down and see what what we can get from it. So this was, as I understand it, this was a booking request that came through Airbnb 
a while ago that ultimately that particular booking didn't lead anywhere. That, that's why I think this is great that you've picked it up and ran with it because it's this kind of like resourcefulness that people need to show when it comes to mm. driving real direct bookings because it didn't equate to a booking as such, but you've then gone and researched the company. You found some contacts to speak to and just gave them a call to discuss their requirements, right? Is that how kind of how it played out? Yeah, so it came across as uh, originally a six-week booking, which was exciting for us through Airbnb. Um, But like you said, it didn't. It they must have found somewhere else, or something. Something must have happened for them not to get back to us. So it was just a point of making uh, contact with that company because equally, I felt okay. They want six weeks. There must be something going on. I wanted to research the company itself to see what what they what they even entail uh so when i realized it was construction i thought okay so this is where we need to it's definitely a market we can tap into here and yeah they just literally followed the route down trying to find any contact i could and eventually found a gentleman called jordan who i yeah who was really helpful and actually found out that he does need accommodation and you know in the future he said you know see how this booking goes and I think they were going down for uh, maybe a meeting or some sort. So, yeah, yeah it's great. So, they, and it's resulted in a, a a small booking, hasn't it? But more importantly, they've got that personal line of contact with you, so they know that they can get in touch with you for any of their requirements, rather than having to just like go fishing on airbnb for some random apartment so that's really so hopefully well i feel pretty confident that will yield results and that's exactly the kind of activity we need to be doing to take control of these direct bookings isn't it and it's it's kind of spurred you on i think to start really looking into the construction side in the area isn't it and what developments might be happening yeah so from being in a bit of a construction-based background, obviously projects go on for, can go on for years, can go on for months. Um, so they can be as small or they can be as big as they, you know, they lengthwise. So yeah, I definitely sparked my interest into construction around in the oval area because yeah. I believe that there's not too many uh, competitors in that area that can can beat us on costs. So. Yeah. You know, I feel confident in what on our, in our product and what we can what can provide for contractors as well. Yeah. And obviously, the facilities for the kitchenettes and things they can they can actually have a a good stay and not worry about eating out every night and yeah, yeah. the cost Absolutely. can be brought down. So yeah. yeah, I think that's where we sort of really fill a niche, isn't it? The fact that it is so horrendously expensive to eat out now, and even if you've got expenses that go towards your evening meal. You know, it's a lot of money. And sometimes you don't want to go out every night, do you? And it's nice to be able to cook yourself a little something, watch a bit of TV, you know, and just chill out in, in your own space, really, isn't Before it? Before we started recording just now with Jenny, you were talking about the planning portal. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go on and find, can't you, what plans are um, sort of there for that sort of area. And does it also mean, Jenna, that when I'm driving around Jovel and I see a sign that says um, construction or roadworks for the next 15 years, mm-hmm. I think, oh, that's quite exciting now, rather than think, oh, God, I'm going to be stuck in a traffic jam forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you can Still find out lining. so much Still information. <laughs> <laughs> you can find out so much information on the planning portals. So just literally researching the local uh, council finding out what construction is upcoming it can be that construction has been delayed but it will tell you that information yeah. uh, so it's just looking at obviously with planning as well it usually takes 12 weeks usually i said that in massive mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, usually 12 weeks takes to, to uh, get planning permission but um it could take longer so it's just it's just getting ahead of the game and yeah. if okay we know that this big contractor has gone in for this job okay can we contact them and say do you need accommodation for your workers because yeah. that's a straight in they're going to be needing to forward plan like anything you start a project you you look ahead don't you so if we can get in there first before they've even looked at accommodation most then- councils have um what's they usually call it something like the local economic development report or something similar to that. And and that's actually the council's roadmap, uh, excuse the pun, <laughs> but it's their roadmap for infrastructure developments over the next five to 10 years within 
within their district. And that will give you a real indication of what sort of projects they've got planning, what developments they've got uh, coming up. Um, and that can also be a really useful source of information when it comes to, um, like you say, working out who's going to be coming to the area and for what reason over the next few years. And then it doesn't take too much digging to find out who the who the contractors are going to be, um, and then make 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 direct contact that way. So it's it's definitely you know there's work involved. It's not passive. It's yeah. not, and I think that's where um, uh, you know operators can get a little bit complacent, just relying on a stream of bookings coming from Booking.com or Airbnb. But ultimately, it pays off in terms of that repeat booking stream, mm-hmm. that direct booking stream where you don't pay commissions, and that's really what we're looking for, isn't it? And you know what? What is also really good is the little wins of getting somebody back that knows how the lock works, that knows where the kitchen is, that knows what to do, which then cuts down on those endless messages of, oh, how do I get in? You know, so uh, those little wins that, you, that should not be discounted. <laughs> well, it's true because actually you make a good point that, yes, that the effort is front loaded in terms of finding these people and getting them to book with us. Mm. But actually they tend to then be quite hassle free yeah. guests because they do adopt it as their own. They're there for quite a long period of time. They get to know the place really well, which is actually your, your two night stays that just keep coming yeah. in and fresh and they don't know anything about the building. and They don't know where the parking is and they don't know how to get in. And, they don't, you know, and it's all those questions that we keep getting. Um, whereas actually if you can get these repeat bookings from from guests who know the place and know the property your the the work is reduced on the guest yeah, communication yeah. It's side those, it? it's those wins that you don't appreciate until you think oh yeah they stayed and i didn't hear a dicky bird mm. <laughs> yeah so well, we've got we've got a fair few um work stays that in the in-house at the moment so my next port of call is to follow up with them once they've had their stay once they've just going to do a bit of digging with them and see how they've got on and why they were there and who they were working for so that's the next plan of action for next week is on my list to do so just follow up with everyone that stayed uh and then and go from there see if i can get any information and get them to convert to direct bookings next time and say you know, we can give you complimentary early check-in, late check-out. Yeah. Um, so, I, think, yeah. I think that's a really good place to be putting your energies because I think the direct bookings, as in quite literally direct bookings that have not even sort of come through an OTA, is definitely an area that needs pushing, but it's, it's time intensive. And like you said at the start, Caroline, it, it can be a little bit soul destroying because some of it is like cold calling. Um, but you, you're developing a bit of a process for that. I know you're going to tell us about that in a minute in terms of following up from your emails with a phone call and what have you. But I think trying to convert bookings is uh, a really, is a much higher converting way of spending your time in, in many ways, isn't it? Because then like you say, with a little bit of digging, just, you know, hope you had a great stay. Do you need more accommodation in the future? You know, can we get you booked in for the rest of your project or whatever it might be? This is it's just a no brainer, isn't it? Otherwise, we're just yeah. leaving, we're leaving money on the table if we don't follow up with those sort of things. Yes, it's a, it's a really easy win because obviously they've, they've searched us ourselves. They've booked us yeah. through whatever online platform. Uh, but yeah, it seems like a quick win, easy win, yeah. but important as well. You know, yeah. something we can't be missing that opportunity. Exactly. But your process, so you're following up with some of the initial contacts you made when we first launched, aren't you, with some phone calls this week to try and uh, see if you can uh, stay in the front of their mind, I guess. Yes. So following up from the launch date invites. Uh, so I sent lots of follow up emails this week. So my plan of action for next week is to give them a quick call. So now I've got a bit of an easier way in, uh, not so as if I'm not cold calling them because I said I'll follow up with an email last uh, last week, just seeing if there's any any information you you need or any accommodation you need um, is anything we can help you with. Uh, so just yeah, just keeping them not chasing them to a point where we're doing it daily but chasing yeah. probably weekly yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely no that's really good and, and i think what, what will happen over time is you'll probably refine a process that 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 works and a bit of a proven formula and you say actually it works when i do this and then i follow up here and then i do a phone call here and it becomes then just a little bit of a cookie cutter system doesn't it 
um but yeah but you're getting there with that one which is which is great um we mentioned in the last episode of the podcast i don't know if you had a chance to listen but the fright that i got when i came to, uh, arrived at the hotel to find a letter on the table from the houses of parliament um that, that was a that was a shock to the system but um i think i still need to send you a copy of that letter but that's certainly one to follow up on isn't it yes yeah, so Obviously, your fright, <laughs> but it was a good fright. Yeah. Uh, so, letter from the MP. Uh, obviously, we had the assistant come and open up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was nice to receive a letter from from the work that we had that I had put in to try and get him there. Yeah. Uh, so, he's going to come and do a little visit. I uh, know that you need to contact them and see when when that visit can can work for you guys but I think that's great I think we can get some real good press coverage on that it's it shows that they're actually really interested in seeing what we're doing at Eaton House and yeah I think it's all 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 in all a great little win for us to get the MP it's brilliant and and I think the MP will will happily follow up because it's not just about us is it it's about the the contractors we're using the cleaners we're using the infrastructure that we're supporting in Yeovil, you know, that will obviously help business. Well, we, we find it very easy to talk about um, linking with local businesses and um, bringing uh, value to the area because we are passionate about that. Mm, so yeah. I, I think that that will come across and and equally, you know, I would expect that that's going to be a really productive conversation because I'd imagine the MP is going to have a lot of contacts, a lot of people that we can speak to. So we definitely need to follow up on that and try and get that booked in and uh, yeah, get get our diaries. It's on our list for next week. Yeah, absolutely. Things. Yeah, but no, that's one, brilliant. One yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Jenna, thank you so much for all your hard work, yeah. as always. And it's it's really it's been really good to start to see Eaton House. Um, we're seeing some life and we're seeing some people using it. And hopefully we'll start to see some positive reviews coming through. Um, so, yeah, I think it's been a it's been a really positive start. And I think that the target market that we envisaged would be there and our, our due diligence and research told us was probably there does seem to be yeah, there so um it's that's a really encouraging start so thank you so much jenna thank you my jenna. pleasure thank thank you. You. <laughs> enjoy enjoy the rest of your weekend i hope it's not too manic um you've got through friday that's the main the thing Fri- friday's usually, friday's much, usually <laughs> when we get all the all the crazies messaging in so um hopefully you're you're in the clear now and uh, well, don't say that yeah touch word. Touch word. Touch word. <laughs> Thanks, Jenna. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We think we've got a solution to our communications challenge, don't we? Oh, that's brilliant. Well, uh, we're pretty certain we're, we've we've signed a contract, so I really hope it's the solution. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I... it's been. I mean, like it was highlighted this weekend, actually, wasn't it? When yeah. Jenna was taking over the guest comms from Danielle, yeah. it's not fit for purpose. No. What we've got, I mean, we've got a pretty stripped back uh, setup at the moment, which has certainly saved us a lot of money uh, in the short term. But it's not. It, it's not the answer to us running a slick well-oiled machine and to be able to grow moving forward yeah. the fact that jenna uh, that danielle has had to find a way to to get her phone handset over to jenna so she can man the second whatsapp channel is is just i mean yeah it's laughable it's laughable so <laughs> um what we have found um is a really exciting solution that I'm, i am excited it's not going to save us any money if anything, I think, well, it's not going to directly save us any money. If anything, I think it will be a comparable cost to the answering service we had before, if not even slightly more. But what it will do is it will take a lot of the day-to-day um, brunt of the guest communicator, the, the common questions that just come up time to time. Oh, because so, it's going to use a chatbot, isn't it? Yeah, it will take that off of Jenna and Danielle, which means that effectively we can utilise their time better. Yeah. And and then we need to look at how we do that and whether we can use that to generate more income to offset this cost. But No, I, I think it sounds really, I mean, I did watch the demo. I thought it was really exciting. Yeah. Um, it uses WhatsApp as a base, doesn't it? So, so what it yeah. is, it's a... It's a uh, a piece of software called Q, um, Q, Q for comms. Um, and um, basically what we're doing is it, it's a chat function that utilizes WhatsApp as the, the basis, the, the, the infrastructure, if you like. But 
you know, what we were really looking for was a solution where our staff, us included, so me, you, Jenna, Danielle, whoever else we bring on moving forwards, has access to effectively a, a platform, if you like, a staff dashboard where support tickets can be raised. We can allocate it to the appropriate uh, mm. staff member or even department and team it can be switched across to somebody else everyone has visibility of what's going on whereas at the moment you can only have whatsapp business on one device which yeah. is crazy so we've now got two whatsapp businesses and it's just really clunky so that's that's already a big tick is the fact that it will from a customer fronting point of view it will look like a whatsapp message yeah. So that's, that's all it will look like. And the conversion rate for that is so much higher as well, isn't it? Well, we'll come on to the sales side of it because there is a tag on um, that, that we'll be looking at in the, in the near future. But it looks like a WhatsApp message from a user uh, perspective. But then when it comes through to us, it comes through to a dashboard, an online app-based dashboard that we can all have access to and we can see those support tickets coming through. It's also great as a side note for us as owners on a quality control point of view because we can see the messages that are going backwards and forwards, how it's being handled. It's going to be a great facilitator for training, um, how to respond to different things and that sort of thing. It also links in with the Instagram, doesn't it? And it can do. You can, pull, you can yeah. pull from different channels. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the, the next level, so that's the live chat that's fine so you get chatting with an agent it gets you know they go through the initial sort of questions like is this a new booking inquiry is it an existing booking and that will direct you to the most appropriate person to pick that message up um but the next exciting bit is we are going to be creating a full chatbot functionality it's going to take some work because we've got to map out the entire yeah. customer journey but the idea is that the chatbot itself with the information that we program into it will be able to respond to all of those day-to-day -day. I, I reckon 80 90 percent of the questions that daniel and jenna get will be repetitive yeah will absolutely be, how do I find the Wi-Fi? Where's my checking deed? Stuff that we send them, yeah. but for some reason, you know, people don't read stuff and what have you. And so if we can take the bulk of that away from Jenna and Danielle, and what we can do is we can create this workflow where they go through, is an existing booking, you know, is your question related to the Wi-Fi or to getting into the property? And we'll have a bank of answers to all of those questions. Only at which point, if, if their question is not answered at that point, can then they be put in touch with a live agent? So we're filtering out a lot of that communication and making sure also that people get quick answers to oh, the basic yeah, questions yeah, yeah. you know um, is there parking yeah yeah it, it it will take the pressure away from jenna and danielle at four o'clock every day having to think right i can't really make any plans for four o'clock because i'll probably get a barrage of messages now as people start to check into the properties yeah um they will take that away because most of those are common queries um so that's really exciting it's going to take some some time to build it um there is even the possibility uh moving forward to start to bring in an ai functionality mm. into that so it actually syncs up uh, sorry not ai api api so it actually syncs up with our booking software and can actually pull their booking details mm. through which might be something that we look at in no, the future yeah, that exciting, could be a yeah. really interesting way to go with it um and as you said there's actually that's all great for inbound conversations but we can also use this tool for text message or whatsapp marketing yeah because i think it sits on their phone doesn't it as a whatsapp message they don't actually even have to go back to the website they can think oh yeah gateway message me i can it makes it live again yeah exactly it. they can do that but also from a sales point of view rather than i mean we'll still use email marketing and mailchimp and all those bits and pieces but the conversion of email marketing is actually pretty low yeah. whereas the conversion of whatsapp marketing and text marketing is much much higher and we're building a database every time that someone messages in now into this platform it's it's creating yeah. it's a basically a mini crm and it's creating a database which means we can then do a text message whatsapp marketing so that we've got a promotion coming up we've got a discount yeah. we've got a special offer going on a particular prop whatever it is um that can all go out as a whatsapp marketing yeah. thing which is is huge from a, a direct sales point of view so that's really interesting that's probably phase two but i, I as you can tell i'm quite excited i love this kind what's of stuff what's the time frame 
Are we um, having a meeting next week, Jen, with Danielle as well? Aren't well, we? we're meeting Danielle in the morning because Danielle's going to be invaluable um, to give us her perspective on what are the common queries yeah. that, that she obviously, you know, we've run it ourselves as well for, for years before Danielle came on board, but certainly for the last year or so, she's been manning the, the phones as it were. So we'll get her perspective. We'll start designing that workflow. Then we've got a meeting with, with Josh at Q on Thursday afternoon, a zoom meeting um, when we'll go through, start to go through the build function of it. So I guess it will take as long as it takes us to feed them the information they need to build it. I don't think it's a, a, yeah. a long term oh. around. Um, but we do need to spend some time on it. So um, as always, you know, sometimes the barrier to getting more organized and to outsourcing stuff that will save you time is you don't have time to do, do it. it yeah. um, and you get stuck in that vicious oh, cycle. Oh, that's good. But yeah, that I'm excited exciting. for that. Um, listeners' messages. Um, it's, it's not a listener's message as such, this one, that I wanted okay. to talk about today. Um, it's actually a coaching client of mine. So um, I've not really talked about it a great deal in, in, in the podcast, but I, I, I do I do coach people in property investment, how to invest in property. And we're both co-founders of the Net Gain Club, which is a, a community and a, and, a, and a training provider. You have for- a rival podcast now, don't you? I don't know what rivals. <laughs> very, very different, very different setup. But we we have just launched a podcast for the Net Gain Club as well. So yeah, feel free to go and check that out. But a coaching client that I work with um, has had a challenge. He's just recently launched um, uh, a service department in I want to say Lincolnshire. Uh, yeah, Lincolnshire, um, and um, he's had his first few bookings, which is great, and all that's been good. But he, but he had a dilemma. Um, this this weekend uh, or the last couple of days just gone where he had a, a guest book through Airbnb. So this property, for a bit of context, is an apartment within a block. He doesn't own the block. There are other apartments okay. in there that are not service apartments. You don't know about this, so Caroline's, no. uh, Caroline's reacting to this uh, at the same time you are if you're listening. <laughs> um, so this is one apart, and it's a communal entrance and car park everything else so you probably know what's coming so this guest from airbnb has turned up at the property and they've seen some stuff they don't like about the entrance it was a bit messy um just not the great the, the best first impression and they've they have gone into the apartment but they've then refused to stay what um they just don't I, I don't remember whether they use the word feel safe, but they, they just don't. Yeah. That, that first impression, it was messy. It was dirty, um, w- whatever it was. And they've said, Look, I'm not, I'm not oh, prepared no. to stay. Okay. That's their prerogative, yeah. but they've then demanded, and that's not too strong a word. They've demanded a full refund. So I'm not staying here for these reasons. I would like a full refund. So my coach client's going to be, what do I do? You know, what, what's his right? Well, for me, that's quite simple. There's no refund. Mm. Uh, categorically, there is no refund. Yeah. Um, so the guest is trying to say, and, and I, I, I will explain why. This is not us being harsh. Um, the guest has um, is trying to make the case that I've not even used your facility. Of course, you've got to give me a full, full refund. I didn't use it. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> they have occupied the calendar for mm. this property right up until the day of check-in. There is next to no chance that that, that will get rebooked. Um, you know, how are we possibly supposed to run a business? Even if you were just, you know, running one unit as a lifestyle business, how on earth is that going to work? If people can occupy your calendar until the moment they arrive and then go, actually, I don't fancy it, give me my money back. It's just, uh, talking about it here, it sounds ludicrous, but yet the indignation from this guest, like, how can you have the nerve to charge me when I haven't even stayed? They just don't get it. They They just don't get it at all. Um, so why no refund? Well, don't get me wrong. If you have an apartment within a block, you will want to do everything you can to control the uncontrollables mm-hmm. about the entrance and the car parking situation and everything else to make sure. And that is a big consideration when you choose your units. Is the first impression going to be right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and how much control are you going to have over that? And that is a big consideration. Um that being said, it isn't in your control, and uh, you you are not required to give a guest a full refund for because where do you draw the line? Mm. I didn't like the road driving up. I didn't like you know the outlook. You know, it's none of that is within your control. It's a consideration when you take the unit on, 
um, with regards to your target market. But you can't be giving a refund because there was some rubbish in the hallway yeah. that had been left by somebody else totally unrelated to you. Um, it's unfortunate. You want to think about how you can regulate that moving forwards. But it's no refund. And the, the guest was making my client feel very guilty um, as to whether he'd done the right thing. And he's like, oh, I feel really bad now. Should I? And actually, I'm un, un, um, prompted by me because it's exactly what I would have recommended he did. He came up with a solution. He says, look, I will refund you. I'm happy to refund you any nights that I, I managed to resell. How long was the booking for? It's only like two or three nights, okay. I think. Actually, I don't. I don't know that for sure, okay. so don't quote me on that. I think it was a short booking. Um, I think that is more than fair. I know but that is. I mean, that's what we try and do, isn't that's it? That's absolutely yeah. what we would do. Um, it's more than fair. We're not trying to profit, and I do know some hosts that do this, mm. that, that almost rub their hands with glee when someone cancels because, great, I get to pocket that money and then resell and double up. We're not trying to do that. Um, if we resell, we will genuinely refund you yeah. whatever we manage to resell. We're not trying to earn twice over this. Um but you have to understand that we need to run a business. And I just thought that was an interesting case study because yeah. it comes up more than you think. Not necessarily – I don't know whether we've – maybe once or twice we've had someone turn up and refuse to stay. Maybe. I can't. Once or twice if that. it doesn't That doesn't happen very often. Well, we but, do sometimes get cancellations due to illness yeah. or things like that, and then yeah. we always go over and, over and above trying to, you know yeah. – but, but like you say, we're trying to run a business here. and uh, The other thing I recommended that he do is to make sure that he immediately, I can't remember, oh, no, it was Airbnb, wasn't it? I said that. He immediately notifies Airbnb what's happening yeah. because he needs to get on the front foot with that and make sure that Airbnb are appraised of the situation. And I think, again, that advice has proved fruitful because I think Airbnb have been quite supportive of the situation. They understand mm. what's happened. And I think if he had waited and crossed his fingers that they weren't going to contact Airbnb and and complain or what have you, he would have been caught on the back foot there and it would have looked like any solution he was proposing was reactive rather than proactive. And I think that's the case with anything that comes out a little bit, um, well, when a booking throws you a curveball, is always to, you know, make the OTA aware. Be proactive. Yeah, be be proactive. proactive. Um, You know, if you wait for that complaints that negative review then um you're going to be caught on the back foot and you're in a much much less strong much weaker position uh <laughs> than you would have been otherwise so yeah just be proactive and make them aware same thing with no shows if someone it turns out hasn't and we learned this from experience fairly recently actually because we've never had a proper no show before someone who just never stayed at the apartment didn't tell us we just didn't until the cleaner turned up we go, well, no one stayed in this yeah. property and the danger of that is they can still review um, and, you know, they could leave a shocking review. I don't quite know what would motivate someone to do that, but it does happen. Yeah, it does. It does happen. I saw it online, actually. I saw it on a Facebook forum the other day. Um, I don't know whether this is happening more frequently these days. because There's new be- legislation. I will look into this, but apparently there's legislation, European legislation, in that you have to leave your platform open for reviews, even if the guest hasn't stayed. The argument is is that that guest has had interaction with you up until that point through communications. I can confirm, but I I did investigate this because there were so many comments about this, particularly on booking.com, that hosts were saying, how is it the case that we can be reviewed by somebody even if they don't stay? I think that's a dangerous precedent to set. I, I, I think that needs some careful thought. Um, which I doubt it will receive um, if if anti-landlord sentiment is anything to go by. But um, I, I think that sets a very dangerous mm, precedent because okay. it leaves hosts very vulnerable to exactly the situation we've just talked about where someone goes, actually, I don't fancy it for whatever reason and um, give me a refund or I'm going to leave you a shocking yeah. review, even though the fact I've not actually experienced yeah. your place um, I think that needs some really cover. I get what they're saying, actually. I understand that. Like if a guest, if a host has been, I don't know what you would have to do to incur this, but if you've been that shocking with your communication um, in the lead up and, and made a guest feel uncomfortable to state your property, then they should be within their rights, I guess, to review that. But yeah, as a dangerous precedent to set, I think that would need some careful yeah. thought. But um, uh, yeah, I would imagine that... Um, most of these things tend to favour the, the the guest rather than the host. Always. Um, but I hope they consider the host position some, somewhat on that one. Okay, good. Right then. So I just thought that was a useful case study because oh, yeah, it, it, it comes good. up more than you would think. Yeah, which is surprising really. But, yeah.
Okay, that's a wrap for episode 14. Thank you so much for listening from Guernsey or wherever in the world you're tuning in. Uh, we are leaving our listeners with a couple of cliffhangers this week, I think. We are actually. Um, so firstly, will Matt be able to get us out of hot water oh by getting God. us into <laughs> hot water at Eaton House Hotel? And will we manage to make friends with our neighbours? Do you know, That's I think I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for that one. I'm pretty sure we will. Uh, for a chance to be our listener of the week in episode 15, drop us a voice note on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast. Uh, we love to hear from our listeners and it represents solid proof to everybody that people actually do, do, listen, do to listen to our, our Yeah, waffle. they do listen yeah. to our waffle. So let us know where you're based. Let us know what you're up to. If you have a question, fire it across and we'll, we'll do our best to answer it on the podcast or a story about something that's happened to you in your hospitality business. It would be great to hear from you. Don't forget to click the button to subscribe to or follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you have a second to drop us a review as well, that would mean the world and it just makes it easier for others to discover the podcast. Thanks again for listening and we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.